What it do, what it do, folks? What's going on? Welcome to Unscripted, December the 4th. Oh, my God. 5 o'clock p.m., 8 p.m. on the East Coast time. So, shout out to our folks on the East Coast. Uh, we're going to make some adjustments for that. Because I, I did <laughs> yeah. not even, didn't fathom to me that uh, folks are probably having the Tito's right now and um, on Saturday night. E.B., what's going on with you, man? Uh, this year, t- this is uh, December, and I'm telling you, 2021. I don't even remember it going by so fast. You ready <laughs> for it to be so done? Fast. You ready it's, for it to be it's done? It's insane. It's I love just, it. Oh my gosh, so much happened. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we got a couple happened. of folks that are jumping in. Shouts out to everyone coming in. Look, we are streaming everywhere. We're using some additional functionality and technology, so we're streaming to Eric's channels as well. So we see some folks jumping in. Pop CT23. That's a, that's a young man that you know, right? I do, I do. Hey, what's up there, Pop? Let me get let me let me get these comments straight. Ah, at least almost like I haven't done this before. And then MDH is in the building. There, there, there we go. 8 p.m. Eastern time. Eastern Saturday time. night. Tito's in her hand, but uh, appreciate you for being here, MDH. Marilyn W, thank you for joining as well. Look, let's let's go ahead and get focused because we're gonna be cognizant of time. We got a guest here who is a very busy person, but thank you. Thankfully that she's able to hang out with us a little bit this evening. So Eric, I'm gonna let you go ahead and do the introductions and then we'll, we'll bring them on. I'll have the conversation. Yeah, like you said, uh, you know, uh, special guest today, uh, we have a very special story. Um, and she's, um, graced us with her, uh, she's gracing us with her journey in, in this, uh, in this issue of, um, breast implant illness. Um, I'd like to welcome Kalina Salvador to the unscripted screen. Hey, Kalina. Hey, guys. Thank you guys for having me. This <laughs> Thank is awesome. You. Definitely. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for coming on. Oh, wow. Um, I, I, I mentioned it, it was a, it was about breast uh, uh, illness, but before we get into that, Kalina, give us a, give us a back, give us your background. What to, let us tell us about Kalina Salvador. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I am a personal trainer, um, yoga instructor. Um, There's a story behind that as well, but I'm also a mom of um, two kids, um, a 20, gosh, 29-year-old and a 27-year-old boy and a girl. Um, And so, uh, you know, first and foremost, I am a mom, um, even though they're a lot older. And um, my journey has been... um, not unique, I would say, but um, 
you know, it's definitely been a journey leading up to this breast implant illness. So um, as a personal trainer, yoga instructor, what led me to um, to really go into those profession is dealing with my own um, issues with health. Uh, when I was, um, I think I was like 27, I was a young mom when I was 27. It was pretty much go, go, go. I was a student. I was a full-time mom. I worked full-time and really didn't pay attention to my health. I ended up getting super sick in the hospital for seven to eight days and doctors really didn't know what was going on with me. Um, and I actually thought I was on my deathbed um, at the hospital. And I remember praying and just saying, you know, um, God, you know, I, I, if, if I make it through this, I promise I will do something worthwhile to help others in my life, um, you know, just help me get through this. And so I walked out of the hospital. Um, they still didn't understand what was going on with me. Um, there was like a bunch of immune things that that was going on. Anyway, long story short, I, sh- short, I kept my promise and I um, wanted to help others that um, were do- dealing with health issues. And so I ended up starting to exercise, starting to heal myself. Uh, I walked out of that hospital on crutches, um, not being able to walk, uh, inflammation throughout my entire body. And um, again, just started to heal myself. So I started to work out. I um, did meditation, yoga, um, everything that would help me heal, um, including, you know, changing my diet. And so that sort of led me on the path, that journey of um, becoming a personal trainer. And as I started to take on more clients, um, you know, they, they had you know, certain illnesses that, that I had, you know, joint pain, inflammation, degeneration. And so most of the clients that I had were, you know, had actual, you know, arthritis ailments that they were dealing with cancer. Mm. And, and so, um, as a personal trainer, you know, it's not just about losing weight, gaining muscles, you know, like working people hard and, um, really that, uh, no pain, no gain attitude. Um, you know, and, and, I started to take yoga and started breathing, like really breathing. And I sort of incorporated that with my clients, you know, in the beginning of our workouts, it would be, you know, let's just take some time to connect with the breath. And then of course, going through the movements, as you both know, um, it's, you know, matching movement with breath. Um, And so I took that, you know, a step further and, towards the beginning and the end of our workouts, it was sort of that meditative state of let's start to tap into that parasympathetic nervous system so that you can really rest that so that you can really um, receive all the nutrients of what we just did here, you know, at the gym. And so breathing became a really big tool that I incorporated um, with my clients. Um, yeah. So I love, you know, I love, I love personal training. I love yoga. Um, I started to get more spiritual with my yoga. Um, I was kind of robotic in, in my yoga practice because of my personal training, um, being a bodybuilder, you know, it's all about like technique. And so, um, uh, and I was brought up with, you know, not really showing a lot of emotion Um, I had, you know, very super strict Asian parents. And so to show emotion, you would, you know, be either hit or, you know, called out for it. So, so I, that was a part of my life that spirituality, yoga, um, really connected me with that spiritual part, um, and that connection with other people. And as, um, I, as I started to incorporate more yoga, more meditation, more breathing, I feel like I connected with my clients, not just on that um, physical level, but also on a, you know, um, on a personal level. And you both know, as a, you know, like a personal trainer, when someone comes to you and wants to change their life, it's not, you know, I want to lose weight. You have to kind of go a little deeper and ask, you know, well, why do you want to lose weight? And you'll find out, well, you know, it's because I broke up with my boyfriend. And so, you know, I, you know, yeah, I want to look good. Reason, oh, right, wrong reason, right? Wrong reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why do you want to look good? You know, yeah. why, why, you know, so, so there's a lot of, a lot of whys. And, um, and so I, I, that's the part I really enjoy is just really connecting with people. 
um, and that's um, that's you know that's been my journey, and um, and it's been such a great learning experience um, for me, for my kids. I learn from them as well, and you know, and, and tell them about my. I'm not afraid to tell them about you know my journey. Um, it's been vulnerable as well. So yeah, that's 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 appreciate that, right? And and just that that backstory because again, as we were kind of saying in the green room, there's so much more to you than than just this diagnosis, right? The BII diagnosis. And I, I also, I wanted to hear about your, your fitness journey, your, your yoga instructor journey. What, what does 500 HR, is that 500 hours? What, what, is there a distinction between? Yeah, it's 500 hours. It's just the number of hours you have, um, for instruction okay. Okay. under, under a mentorship, under, you know, under someone that's um, guiding you and teaching you. We, we should probably all have more conversations because Evie and I were talking not too long ago as well, how much we, just hate and loathe people that go to the gym, <laughs> yeah, say they're training and they're not training. They're on their phone all the time. They don't put the weights back. We, uh, we, right. we can have a whole side conversation <laughs> about that for sure. But let me, let me, let me ask you this and then Eric, I'll let you go into kind of your uh, questions and then we'll definitely look, look at some of these questions coming in from the audience. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you say you started training professionally and competitively before the the implants or was, was that something that, that you grew up with and you were doing already because I, I know you've, you've competed and you've been on stage and things of that nature but becoming certified and becoming uh, an, an instructor was that kind of an, an avenue to uh, allow you to focus your attentions other otherwise right from from what you were going through from a health perspective talk to us a little bit about that yeah so again really what uh, what led me into um to working out, just getting into the gym was, was getting, getting sick was, uh, you know, um, going a hundred miles per hour. Um, and so, uh, that, that was the, the catalyst for, um, sort of, sort of wanting to pursue a healthier lifestyle. Um, I also had great resources at that time. I was working for Joe Weider, um, Weider Publications. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, the publication company, for those that don't know, published Flex Magazine, Muscle and Fitness, Shape Magazine. And so I had at my fingertips, you wow. know, amazing resources. Best so of the why best, not? Right? Yeah. right. Why wouldn't I, you know, why wouldn't I learn from the best of the best exactly? Um, yeah, so I didn't, you know, uh, prior to that, um, my implants came actually after, um, a few years after I got divorced and, um, and that was in my thirties. I know that was, uh, you know, one of the questions you guys, um, wanted to ask was that, you know, what, what age was that? And it, it was in my thirties and, and the catalyst for getting breast implants was not, um, to look good on stage. I hadn't yet really, um, um, train to, you know, to competitively, um, compete. And so it really was, um, getting the implants because I had had two kids because I was on, um, in the market again to find a new man. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, (laughs) and I thought at that time, you know, that would give me the confidence, um, to, you know, to, to find a man, to put myself out there again. Um, and that was my belief without, you know, thinking about any of the repercussions, you know, of, of what it meant to, to, um, to implant. Um, so I didn't really ask a lot of questions. Um, I, you know, I was sick prior to getting the implants. I knew that already that that could be, um, very risky, but again, did not, did not really think about the repercussions of, of what it meant to, to have something implanted into my body. Interesting. And, and folks that are, that are listening, you, you're, you're probably wondering what, what are two guys, right. Doing, doing hosting this conversation. And, and that, that's a question to ask, but you know, that, that's a selfish question to ask because we're both fathers. fathers. We're both husbands as well. And these are the types of conversations that we need to be having, right. As opposed to shutting these conversations out. And, even during my research, I see right now, still today, 2020, whatever, I don't know what year is, 2021 doctors still don't properly diagnose this, right? So there, there is a, a, a preconceived conception that breast implant illness is not real. So mm-hmm. this is the conversation that, that needs to happen. So that, that's why Eric and I are having this conversation. I'm hitting myself in the head, but Eric, go, go ahead with, with uh, your questions, brother. Yeah, I think it's very relative, and especially today, <clears throat> because um, she she touched on it where we we're 
you know, getting a man, we focus a lot on looks and, you know, um, and we think that's the quality that we, that everybody wants to see. And, and it could be, it could be society, you know, society's made this, this, uh, this impression that, you know, you have to look a certain way, you gotta, you know, you're, you can't be small, you can't be small, you can't be, you know, saggy, whatever, whatever the question may be, but those, that goes through individuals' minds, I think, and being a father of you know, a, a three, you know, three daughters <laughs> and a son, you know, um, you know, uh, and their moms actually had implants. And, you know, I, it wasn't that I was looking for someone that had implants, you know, we, but, it, you know, we, then my daughters got older, right? And then they're like talking about it. So I think these are questions to ask. Um, you know, I, I actually, when, before we we're doing this interview, I asked my daughter, I said, you know, hey, you know, um, there's this, you know, illness that, that could happen, you know, when you went to go get your implants, because my daughter got the implants, you know, um, you know, she, it made her feel confident. Like you said, it made her feel confident, confident, uh, talking to people, just being out and about. And, and, you know, she's, you guys are beautiful women, right? I'm not saying that it's something that, that, that was necessary, but it, it made her feel better. Right. And then she told me, she said that, um, she was always, oh, you know, that's, it's made up, you know, cause I think people like to justify you know, that, okay, this couldn't happen to me, or, you know, this, you know, this, this can't happen if they've, they've done so many. But my question to her was, do they diagnose if you, cause you can be pre to one of the, when I was reading, it said that these guys can, some people are pre this, uh, their, their conditions um, are predisposed to having this. So they could actually have this. Do they test before they put those in to say, Hey, you can have it. Or does a doctor just say, Hey, give me your money. I'll put these in. Yeah. Yeah. Let, yeah let, let's before you answer that, Kalina, I think we we put the cart before the horse on this one. And, and, and Melanie is actually asking a phenomenal question. Right. Again, just just as common mm -hmm. sense. Please define what BI breast implant illness is. So we're, I'm going to give you the full screen. And then if you can go into the to the to the answer for Eric's question. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, uh, just to echo what Eric was saying, there is no diagnosis for breast um, breast implant illness, and in fact, um, you know, many surgeons, doctors, don't recognize it as being an illness. But basically, uh, Melanie, to answer your question. Um, it's it's a slew of things. It's a combination of things that happen um, when you implant. Um, for me, and um, you know, I'm not an expert on um, breast implant illness. Um, however, you know, leading up to removing my implants, I did a lot of research, and from what I have read, what I have seen, and what I have experienced personally, breast implant illness is, um, can be, oh, thank you for putting that information up there, is, you know, it, it, it can be, it can be um, brain fog. I experienced inflammation throughout my body from my head all the way down to my toes. Um, just a lot of joint pain, breathing problems um, caused by um, the the capsules that start to form in your in your breast, and I can go into that in detail. But um, I had I personally had a lot of breathing problems, chronic fatigue, um, memory loss, just brain fog. You know, when I like move my head, it, it just felt like my brain was like inflamed. Mm. Um, some women have um, experienced a lot of hair loss. Um, <clears throat> and um, depression, a lot of depression. Um, but for me, it was personally just, you know, not being at my optimal health. I couldn't breathe. It felt like an elephant was sitting on my chest and it didn't happen right away. It, you know, and some women actually don't even ever have symptoms and, you know, thank goodness for those women. Uh, but, but there are a lot of women out there that do have, have symptoms and they can range from, you know, and, you know, not, not as severe to super severe where I felt like I was on my deathbed at certain times. Um, and I just felt like, you know, women should not be living like this. Um, it took some years for me to understand what BII was because there's not a test that the, the doctors have. You know, I went to see um, several doctors and tell them, you know, I'm, I'm having inflammation, I, you know, brain fog, joint pain. Um, and they kind of chopped it down to, well, you're just aging, you know, you're getting old, you're going to have arthritis, things of that sort. Um, but you know, it, it happened years after I implanted, so it doesn't happen immediately. For some women, it did happen immediately, but it's just, you know, a combination of different things. Um, mostly inflammation um, is what I is what I hear. Um, the majority is breathing problems, um, 
and again, I, I wasn't at my optimal, you know, health, um, just constant pain on medication a lot. And, and you, you really have to be a, an advocate for your own personal health, right? Because, because, because the symptoms that we were talking about right here, right? Um, sleep mm-hmm. problems, hair loss, gastrointestinal headaches, that's 80% of what's in the medical journals, right? But, but you know, you individual know when something's wrong with your body and, and, exactly. and you have to continue to be that advocate for yourself um, when you go and speak to these medical professionals, especially, you know, the plastic surgeons who, who do what they do and they're kind of folk, laser focused on, on what it is that they do. But you had to continue to have the conversation, say, no, I, I the charts and the CT scans show everything is fine, but I'm not fine. Right. Colleen, Colleen is right. not fine. So what yeah. was the actual what, what was the turning point? What was that pivot point to say, you know what, it's, it's not just you're getting old. It's not just, yeah. you know, hot flashes. It's not just allergies or whatever the case be. It actually got to the point of it being BII for you. So this pandemic is a blessing in disguise, actually, mm. for me, because, um, you know, I, I lived my life um, just taking medication. I'm working out like a fiend to keep my inflammation down. And I did this for years. Um, I've had my, I had my implants in for about 11 years. Um, so just operating for the last 11 years with, you know, being on different medications, being on specific diets, doing the work to see my doctors and, you know, change, getting different types of treatments from like chiropractic, acupuncture, um, ozone, everything. I tried, (laughs) I tried, and I spent a lot of money. And um, so going back to your question, the turning point was actually um, when the pandemic hit, because what I was using as a tool going to the gym, um, that was my mental and my physical outlet. I didn't have that. The the gyms were closed down. Um, I didn't have a lot of equipment in my apartment. And so I was sort of limited to maybe doing walks and maybe doing my yoga, but lifting was, um, was not, you know, I, I couldn't lift anything. Um, and then mentally because of the pandemic, um, you know, not being able to see my students, not being able to, you know, my, as everyone else, our world was kind of turned upside down. And so my health started to suffer. Um, Being in the apartment, um, it just, you know, uh, physically, my routine was messed up. I'm, you know, I'm an early riser, just like Eric. And, um, you know, I I would find myself just kind of being in bed. And then of course, um, my eating habits started to um, get compromised. Um, So what happened was my inflammation just went through the roof. We did Mm. blood work and it was off the charts. Um, Mm. Inflammation was really super bad. I actually found myself back on crutches again after so many years, just unable to walk, unable to grab things with my hand. And um, I remember for several months just thinking, you know, I want to die. Like this is, this is not how you should be living and just constant pain and increasing my medication now, um, coming back on painkillers. And, you know, as a fitness person, as a personal trainer, a yoga instructor, it just went against everything that, you know, that um, I believed in. Yeah. And so that, that played on uh, my self-confidence and then made me super depressed. Um, so I couldn't, and, and then my breathing got really bad. Um, so mm. I started doing like glutathione injections to try and, um, you know, heal my, heal myself once again. And I went to this clinic out in, um, they do like oxygen and glutathione and all these drips. And the nurse that was, um, injecting me asked me, why I was there. And I said, I'm, I'm having horrible breathing problems. I know it's not COVID. I've been tested for, for COVID. And just randomly, she asked me, she said, do you have breast implants? And I said, yeah, I do. And she said, have you ever looked into BII? And I had heard the term once before. And I said, um, you know, um, toxins from the, the implants. And she said, yeah. Um, you should do your research because a lot of it's happening to a lot of women. And sure enough, um, found the face, uh, Facebook group where mm-hmm. I think you guys said there's like over a hundred thousand ladies 
now um, part of that group. When I when I um, signed on um, about a year and a half ago, I think there was maybe like fifty thousand, and it's you know pretty much doubled. Wow. Yeah. But I. Uh, and I, I hope I don't get emotional, but um, I went on that page and I started to read just everybody's mm-hmm. story. And I was like, holy fuck, mm-hmm. this is me. Like mm-hmm. these women are basically telling my story. And um, and I was like, I, I was a bunch of emotions. I was angry at myself for not getting on this group earlier because I I did hear about this group earlier. I was relieved. I didn't feel crazy. And I, you know, thinking all these years I've gone to the doctors and the doctors were always, it's in your head. Like there's nothing wrong with you. You know, we've done scans, we've done blood work, we've done everything. And you're, you're like a healthy person. And I remember my co-work my um, boss at the time she was like you're the most healthiest unhealthiest or fittest unhealthiest person I've ever met because I was always in the doctor's office um and um so you know after reading stories I decided um you know I'm gonna pursue talking to doctors surgeons um those that believe in BII um because of course, you know, there are a lot of plastic surgeons that, you know, their bread and butter is to implant. Um, You know, there are only a few doctors that explant. And um, some doctors truly believe that breast implants cause uh, major issues that that's, that's the only thing they do now is they explant. They don't even really breast. Yeah, they just explant. That's all their business is now is to explant the fda has added you know black box warnings um so we have more information out there but at the time you know 11 12 years ago when i like i said i implanted without knowing what the repercussions were the doctor said here's a pamphlet you know read through it the sign a you know a three-page yeah. consent and i was i was like excited to get the the implants thinking you know they would give me um, they would make me look, you know, younger and give me more confidence. Um, and it, it didn't do that. I mean, right. you know, if you, I were to talk to my younger self now going back, um, I would say, you know, find the confidence in yourself, like know that there's beauty within yourself, um, not in, you know, in these, uh, different types of implants and surgeries and all that stuff. So, so you, I'm gonna have you repeat that at the end, because that's, that's literally what I want you to say kind of as, as a closing before we shut down. But yeah. Eric, you know, you know me, man, I, I always chime in. I, you, you can't keep me quiet. <laughs> yeah. And clean, if you cry, I cry. Look, everyone who's honest, they, <laughs> they know that I, I have been known to, to bust out any emotions. And so the, the research that I've been doing over the past couple of weeks about this, again, has just just made me upset for the fact that medical professionals aren't taking this seriously. And, and I wonder if it just all comes back to money, right? Because right. you had to pay for, or, or again, I'm, I'm, I don't want to make an assumption, but from, a, from an insurance perspective, right? For either right. The, the implant, the explant, the diagnosis, and, and all of the steps that you had to go through, you know, who's paying for that? I mean, is, is, is the, the HSA paying for that? Is, is the, you know, the Salvador, uh, you know, checkbook paying for that? Salvador Talk to us a little bit about that, right? I mean, because that's, yeah. that's real too. Yeah. And that's, you know, unfortunately, you know, I have, I have the means to, to one implant and then, um, you know, explanting is not cheap as well. Insurance does not, will not pay for it because it's not, um, you know, it's not a recognized um, illness that, insurances will pay for so no it, it comes out of pocket um you know the mri to do the scan unless it's like a regular you know um mammogram um which which i did as well um that you know it's it's not paid for um the medication um the therapy the uh, the um everything post explant is not paid for so um you know it, it, it that that would be my advice is mm. um you know if you are thinking of implanting um and people do it for so many different reasons um but there are repercussions not just um financially but emotionally and physically and these are the th- questions you know you need to ask before um before saying you know yeah i'm going to put these things <laughs> yeah, yeah. in my in my body you right. know and these are like super heavy <laughs> um 
so uh yeah it's um it, you know it's a, it's it's a it's quite an investment, um, not an investment, but it, it's very costly yeah. um, to explant um, cost. I think it costs more than actually than the implant when I implanted. Yeah, I think it, uh, it did cost more. That's, well, that's, I mean, yeah, because it's like 10 years later, they're like a 10 year lifespan, right? So every 10 years, right. and the only reason I know that is because a lot of people that I know get breast implants, you know, you take care of them. Uh, the thing, uh, the thing that worries me is that, you know, sometimes doctors, there are some doctors, you, you can look at a person and say, hey, well, they, they've had like 20 million uh, surgeries. When's enough? When is enough enough? You know, and, and I know there, mm. there is a sickness that some people will have because they the, like they like the surgeries and the changes, you know, where your face doesn't even look the same anymore, you know, or um, and, I, and I can go on a tangent about all that stuff, you know, just seeing that stuff around and you is there a board that watches and I know some doctors do it because they know that if they don't do it, there's a doctor that they're going to go to that might not be as safe, that'll that'll do it as well. So I know, you know, I mean, what's the resolution? What's the solution to help young women or, or even older women feel more confident about themselves um, so that they don't have to? And don't get me wrong. Men do this, too. I know men that get plastic mm -hmm. surgery, cab mm -hmm. implants, right. chest yeah. implants. There was a, there's a, I don't know if you've, everyone's seen those uh, images where the guy puts muscles on it. doesn't even look real. I'm like, why would you do that? So, um but yeah, thank you for sharing this, this, this story. Um, you know, and I know, I know you don't have all the answers. I know you have all the answers for you, but after right. you, after, uh, your post explant, how's your health been? How do you feel? What's, mm. what's going on with Kalina now? So, um, if, if women, if anyone is out there, um, you know, thinking about explant and I hope to bring awareness and share that with, um, you know, share my experience with, with women that are, going through this journey now, um, I will have to say for my personal journey, um, I was nervous, you know, going into this um, explant, you know, what, and I actually like, you know, the, the aesthetics of, of um, you know, a bigger upper body. Um, as you know, Eric, I competed. And so, uh, and that's a whole different, you know, um, topic i think because right. the body to to compete um it's not just the aesthetic of it but you know when you when you get to a level where you have no body fat um it bodybuilding is all about aesthetics you want to look right. proportional and so many women end up getting the breast implants just so they can achieve that look um because they've lost a lot of body fat but um you know, what I can say is that post-explant, um, my biggest problem going in was I could not breathe. I, I literally would tell my boyfriend as I was going to bed, please watch out for me at night because I don't know if I'm going to stop breathing. I just, I, I can barely breathe. I'm gasping for air. Every time I took a breath, it felt like someone was stabbing me in my rib cage. Mm -hmm. When I woke up after that surgery, and it was a longer surgery than the doctors had expected, because what they do is when they open you up, they have to, you want the doctors to take out all the scar tissue. You, you don't want any scar tissue. You don't want any of that hardened capsule that had developed over the years to protect your body left in your body. And so my surgery took um, several hours. I woke up, Eric. Um, and I just remember I was still a little fuzzy from the anesthesia, but I woke up and I took that breath and I'm like, oh, my God, I can breathe. And, wow. and like that brings tears to my eyes because yeah. that was a big thing with women um, on this um, Facebook page was all I read was like, I can breathe, I can breathe, I can breathe. And I'm like, that's crazy because that's my problem. I can't breathe. I can't breathe no. with, you know, gasping for air or feeling pain in my body. And when I woke up after surgery, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can breathe. Like, I don't feel like an elephant is sitting on my chest. I don't yeah. feel the pain in my rib cage. Um, the other thing was for several years, my gums and my teeth, I mm. would bleed. I ha always felt like my, I had this like metallic taste in my mouth for years. I, I did oh, wow. like, like gum scraping and all this dental work. Um, and I woke up remembering like my, I don't, I don't taste that mercury type um, wow. 
thing in my mouth. And then over the course of the next weeks, I, I realized, oh my gosh, my gums are not bleeding. Whereas I literally like had, you know, like a pool of blood in my mouth wow. when I would yes. sometimes floss. And so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that the breathing and, um, and the, and the, the gum issue were from, you know, the breast implants, because that has gone away. That's the there change, are, right? Yeah, that's a big change. Let me, let me, let me go into this because I think, again, we're, we're making one assumption about something and, and then I'd, I'd like you to, to, to do the show and tell again, because those are the actual <laughs> ones, but they didn't necessarily have to rupture. Right. For, yeah. for this to happen. So I, I think that conversation needs, needs to be had as well. So saline silicone is having this foreign substance in, within when, within your body cause these symptoms, cause these rela- these reactions as well. And there didn't necessarily have to be a rupture with, within the uh, the implant in and of itself. And, and, and those you said, those are the actual ones right there that, that got yeah. explanted. So, uh, yeah. oh, so that's that's no joke, right? these were in my body they're huge um so so these are um this is silicone it's very jelly like and um as i was saying very early on they're not these are not lifetime devices they're not impermeable the outside shell of this is actually made out of silicone (laughs) so so you know there's people think that um you know that there's like 50 toxins in this thing Mm. Um, it's a chemical soup and for it not to leak into your body is you know it's it's not safe it's it's um it it went in you know fully plumped and now it's sort of like this deflated um it's yellow in tint i don't know if you can tell Mm -hmm. but it is yellow in tint so um it could have mold it doesn't necessarily have to rupture um for you to have problems. Um, well, I mean, if it's made of silicone, I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just like, right. like they tell you, you know, even drinking out of aluminum cans, you can still aluminum, you're still gonna, or water bottles, the same thing. If a water bottle is sitting in the heat and you drink the water, I mean, you can have that toxin going in your body as well. So that's, right. uh, that's uh, scary. Um, and your body is warm, you know, your body is nice and warm. And so um, yeah. it's, um, it's bound to leak, to leak um, all the sex these chemicals out into your body mm-hmm. and your body's designed to fight uh, kind of external items that come into your body right it's, it's designed to fight it so you're getting all this inflammation you're getting all these things happening to your body because your body is trying to say hey something's wrong something's wrong um so we, i know you said those are made of silicones but even the saline uh outside shell is made of silicon correct Correct. Yeah. The shell itself yeah. is silicone. Mm-hmm. So it's still, you're mm-hmm. still, I feel like there's still a risk there. Um, and I think um, you almost want to, you almost want to, if, if somebody's going to say they decide, Hey, you know what? I want to get these. I understand the risk. Like a smoker, a smoker knows they're going to get cancer. They still smoke. So right. this person says, Hey, I still want to feel this way. I want to, you know, I want to have the confidence and get those. <clears throat> you almost want to have a game plan savings account, like a, like a, you know, like a, uh, a maintenance plan later so that you can, if something does happen, you're, you, you, you can, you can pay for this. Um, these, Man, uh, but, but that's, cra- that's crazy it's though. Silly, right. That That's crazy. And I, I want, I want to be, um, be uh, cognizant to the questions and statements that are coming in too. Cause Millie just, I just put up there. Implants have changed a lot um, in, in terms of technology. I think in terms of, I'm sure in terms of uh, science and, and, and components or, or materials used. Right. So, yeah. uh, you know, Safety, is, as I'm sure, is is of the utmost importance as opposed to just trying to make a buck. I, I would I would hope and I would assume I'm, I'm yeah. sitting here getting emotional. That's why I keep going off screen, <laughs> to, be, to be honest. So I'll, I'll actually put myself out, out there. But um, go go ahead where, where, where you were going. Even. I wanted to be cognizant and bring some of these questions that were coming up from from the audience. Do you have a question? There it is. No, you you, you were asking before before <laughs> I sweet. before I interjected, and M- MDH is, is is coming in and, and keeping me straight here on it. So I appreciate her for that as well. Uh, Thank you, Melanie. Yeah, and you know what? Many women, many many women, I feel I feel like are you know, uh, but you know, I think where a lot of this confidence and 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 um, I don't want to say a hang. I hate to say hang up because I feel like you know I've always told my daughter, hey, you're beautiful, and it's not the same coming from your family, and because I, I want to say your foundation, but it's it's honestly when you're going through those social skills in school, people say mean things, you know, and I, I can't even. I mean, growing up for me was. Uh, 
I want to say it's, it was, I was bullied, you know, everyone, you know, it was, it was, it was insane what kids will say to you and, you know, those things that stick with you. And I'm not saying that that's your case, but I'm saying there's a lot of different reasons why different people do that or get implants. And, you know, right. you, like you said, their, their reasons are different um, by wanting to do that. Um, right. But um, it's, yeah. Okay. Let's talk questions. <laughs> here they, here <laughs> they come. So, so again, want to be cognizant like, of your time and, and just note, note that we've got a few more minutes with you, but you know, as, as folks are, are chiming in, I, I guess I want to ask this as well. I, I will show like the link to your, your, your website as well and put that in the description. So if folks want to see your journey and see what you're doing from a, from a fitness perspective, you know, I'm gonna put that up there right now. How about that? Yeah. Shouts out to KalinaFit.com. Celebrate health and wellness with Kalina Salvador. I know the guy who took that picture right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, look, I mean, she's amazing. You can tell she works out. You can tell she's, I mean, she looks, she's the picture of health, right? Yeah. And then for her to go to a doctor and say, I'm not feeling well, come on. Right. That, yeah. that should have been a wake up call. You know, it's not like you're trying, you know, you're out there smoking 20 packs and saying, you know, he, he can say, oh yeah, it's probably because you're smoking it. It's, you know, something's wrong. If you're doing everything to practice being healthy, then, you know, I, I think it's, it, it, um, I don't know. I, I'm getting mad now. Don't get mad. So, so Cause, Kalina, cause, let, let's, let's, let's bring this back into perspective. Saying, hey, it, it's all in your mind. How can it be all in your mind if your yeah. your gums are bleeding? Your you have this gut health. I mean, you're something's happening inside your body, and you can't explain it. Um, you got to dig further. I mean, you know. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Actually, here, go, here we got some questions. So, shouts out to my guy Quint coming in. Uh, medical implant myself. Uh, Vegas nerve stimulator was implanted in 2016 and malfunctioned in 2019 decision wow. to do anything to your body is a big decision. Sometimes the long term really stinks. Yeah. Right. And, and again, that's, there are different reasons for doing what people do. Right. right. So e either from a aesthetic perspective, from a, a transformation perspective, from a cancer diagnosis, whatever the case may be, right. You, you, you do what you have to do or you do what you need to do for yourself and for your body. But be informed. Right. And, and I think we said this earlier, you were an active participant in your health and in your health di diagnosis. So you, you did what you did for a reason, but you, you noticed that something wasn't right. So you continue to do the research. You didn't take exactly. no for an answer because you know, you, you know, something, something ain't right. Right. You know, you, you know, you like that old, that, that line from the movie life, you know, you, you just can't get right. All right, so so something wasn't wasn't feeling right. So you continued on with your diagnosis and and your your investigation. You found the Facebook group where there were women just like you going through it, and you know you like this is me, and and now you're definitely on the road to recovery. Uh, I, I want to bring up this question as well here, and, and then I want I want to ask you kind of um, next steps and kind of what your how you're progressing with with your with your move forward. What do you want to say to women who might be wondering if their implants are causing problems? I think that that's a huge question. That huge. I think that only yeah. you can answer. Um, you know, for me, um, it, it was, it, I denied it for, for many years. Um, like I said, I, I saw the group, there was another group out there where the title of the group was, um, breast implants, the ticking time bomb. And because of my ego, because I refused to think that, um, you know, my illness, any, any issues I was having was caused because of my breast implants. So if, if you, you know, if you think that uh, any of your health issues are related to your implants, um, I, you know, go to the Facebook group, um, talk to people, um, you're not crazy, um, which is, you know, which is something that I went through because, you know, the, 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 the blood tests, um, all the MRIs, the CAT scan showed I was I was a healthy human being. Yet I knew in my gut there was something wrong. Um, you know, like like um, James was saying, you have to be your own you know your own health advocate. But there are resources out there now for for um, breast implant illness. Um, unfortunately, years ago, you know, we didn't have this group. We didn't have social media where people were talking. Um, and, um, and so now fortunately we're at an age where information is basically at your fingertips mm. if you're willing to do the research. Um, and so, uh, you know, if you, if you suspect that, that your illnesses, you know, even if, you know, I had like headaches constantly and I did things, crazy things like, um, 
like I said, ozone. Um, I did um, Botox in my head, mm. you know, thinking that would help. Um, but, you know, I haven't had any major head things now ever since I've I've explanted. So a awesome. lot of issues have gone away. Some things um, have not gone away. I'll, I'll have to be honest, you know, with it, it's it's still a journey for me. Detoxing is still a journey because, you know, I've had the implants for years. Right. And so my body doesn't efficiently detox um, chemicals and, um, you know, um, myotoxins and all that, that other stuff. So it's, um, it's a continual learning process, um, but research and ask why, um, you know, why, why am I feeling like this? Even before getting implanted, any medical device that you put into your body, you know, I hear, um, I have students that, um, you know, knees are like super expensive and they implant their knees and, and hips and things like that. And, um, and they cause issues as well. So any, they're not meant to be lifetime devices that are implanted into your body. And one of you guys said it, you know, the body is such a, a, a miraculous, um, you know, piece of work where it, it wants to protect you. And so when I got the implants, what happens with women is there's this um, scar tissue, this hard um, capsule that, that is, is, um, is it, it forms around the implant itself. Hmm. And it's your body's way of saying, I don't want this in my body. And I'm going to protect, I'm going to protect you by creating this scar tissue around it. Um, and so I, I'm, you know, assuming it's like that with other with other devices as well. But yeah, do your research. Um, you're not crazy. You know, reach out to me, um, and I'm happy to share share my story um, and um, you know introduce you to other women that that have a bigger voice. They're much more knowledgeable. They're super advocate. Um, you know, they advocate. Uh, um, they go to you know to to Washington to to um, petition the FDA to um, to make changes. That's where and the conversation so, needs to happen. Yeah, that, that yeah, that's where yeah. we need we need to start stop you know knocking on some doors, right? And and to be honest with you, have have some regulation and some and some some. I'm I'm not a big big government guy, but I do think there needs to be some oversight again when, when we start talking about people's health, wealth, uh, and well-being and safety, that kind of thing. Uh, and it does come down to yeah. money, James. Like you said, you know, plastic surgeons are in the mon- in, are in the business for implanting these things. And so, um, you know, there were studies in the 1960s that were ongoing, but were suppressed. Um, but, you know, major concerns around the implants leaking and because they created some you know, new silicone um, de- um, medical device, they said you know, this was safe. And that's what I ran with, you know, like mm. when I first got it was, oh, the FDA says it's fine. So, you know, yeah. why should I be concerned? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, the, but the, you know, if you dig a little deeper, there was data out there that did not get published um, where um, it was not safe. <laughs> yeah, there was lots of studies done where it, it was not safe. <clears throat> Eric, I want to talk to her for at least another hour, but <laughs> I know, right? I, I, I know, I, I just know that's minutes. just not going to happen. <laughs> I, I will. I'm just going to echo this right here. Thank you for sh- sharing your story. Um, what well, do you? Do I, you- I just want to add really oh, go quick. Ahead, no, go ahead, but I, I, I keep talking, so I'm gonna let you talk. I just want to add that on unscripted. This is this is not a slam on plastic surgery. This is not a slam on on breast implants. This is just making you aware that hey, there could be um, complications or, or there could be consequences to getting this. So it's not a slam on breast augmentation. Um, it's just be aware of what could happen. Or if you get any of those symptoms or, or realize you're having any of those symptoms, just just you know, be it, be your advocate for yourself and say, Hey, let me, if I'm not getting the right uh, diagnosis, let's figure out what's still going on with me. If I'm, if you're still feeling that way and having those symptoms, that's what this is about. Right. And there are many women out there. I have a cousin that has, she's had two implants and she, she doesn't have issues. So, you know, there are women out there where the body does not reject the implants. They're completely fine with it. Um, But there are still many women out there where um, in time, um, their body does reject it. So yes, be, be, you know, be ready to know what the repercussions are again, not just financially, but emotionally as well. 
That's a, that's a huge aspect of it, right? We, we didn't even touch into that, right? The whole mental aspect yeah. as well, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah you're going to lose a couple of dollars out of, out of your bank account, but then just going through, like, and you mentioned, you know, the therapy, right? right. And, that, and that's not just physical therapy, that, that that's mental. You know, there, there's just so many yeah. different conversations oh, yeah. that, that we can I, have about this. Yeah, I, I mean, I went into this thinking, what if, what if, what if it is not my breast implants? What yeah. if I take them out and, and I physically am just, don't like the way I look, you know, the, the yeah. skin is going to sag. I'm, my body looks completely different now, but, um, there are also other alternatives, you know, there are like fat implants or f- fat injections. I think that's, you know, yeah. women can do, um, and then, you know, push your bras, <laughs> you know, that, technology, things like you gotta that, love technology like, sometimes. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Some technology um, yep. is good technology. That's true. I tell you what, you gotta know I, I what's got, best for you. Go yeah, I, I got one last question. Then, Evie, I'm gonna let you shut it down. And Kalina, I, I told you coming back to the same thing. What's your message to other women who may be impacted by this? And you kind of touched on it uh, earlier, but I would like to just—it's so important. Would love to hear you say it one more time. Yeah, I mean, you know, looking back now, um, if it were me talking to my younger self, um, just really understanding, asking the whys. You know, why, why. Why do you want the implants? Well, because I think it's going to give me confidence. What really is it really going to give you confidence? And um, I think it's important to know that, you know, clothes, implants, you know, everything that we put on the outside shell here is not going to build that. And it really comes from within, from within your heart, knowing that um, there is beauty within yourself, that you are beautiful, that you are good enough and finding confidence in that. Um, rather than, um, you know, the, all of these other outside influences. So, um, you know, uh, had I known that, uh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. but um, this is what I tell my daughter now. Um, and um, just really instilling that, you know, that confidence in, in here um, is what's super important, um, I think, for, for women now. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. EB, take us home, man. Kalina, thank you for tuning in, or thank you for joining this show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, just remember, on this show, we chat about life, friends, health, finance, you name it. It's unscripted. <laughs> we out, y'all. Be good Thanks. to yourself. Take care. We out.